Hello, and welcome to the IT Governance Periscope podcast. This week's episode is an investigation into reporting on staff training and awareness and IT governance products and solutions for organisations which suffer a data breach. My name's Ginevra, and I'll be hosting the show today. Today we're here with Beth Goodyear. So, hi Beth, could you just introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Sure, I'm, I'm Beth Goodyear. I'm a product marketing executive for the GDPR. So I work on creating products and promoting our GDPR products and services. Great to have you here with us today. So just kicking off, what do I need to be aware of in terms of managing a team's awareness levels? Well, it's important to um, consider because your team are capable of co- of spotting a, bra- a data breach, but also of causing one. Um, it's imperative that they understand what to do in those situations. So they need to know what a data breach looks like and who they need to tell in that situation. So what would be my starting point then, Beth? Well, there are st- six steps to consider when we discuss data breaches, and these are available on our website. Um, it's the fourth step that we're going to be discussing today, and that's reporting on staff training and awareness. Okay. And what does that mean exactly? Well, it's important to know that um, in terms of your staff, there are many things that they could spot in terms of a data breach, um, but it's also things that they could cause. Um, A staff member could accidentally send something to the wrong person and that could constitute a data breach depending on what the content of the message is, Um, or they could accidentally delete data. And it's important to understand that deleting data would also constitute a data breach. Um, So it's basically all about having a really good, solid staff training program and they need to understand things about the GDPR, but also about general information security. There's loads of things to understand about, um, you know, having strong passwords um, and also knowing that all the staff that are handling personal data know exactly what to do with it and exactly what looks like a breach. Okay, so if we've done all the training and we still unfortunately suffer a data breach, how would we go about reporting that breach? Um, So it's important to understand that under the GDPR specifically, um, you don't have to report every single data breach. You have to report a data breach if there is a risk to the rights and freedoms of the data subjects and it will be part of your GDPR implementation plan to work out what level of risk that constitutes. Um, If you do then suffer a data breach and you decide it needs reporting, you have to report it to the ICO or the Information Commissioner's Office and you can do that by phoning them. Um, There's also an online site that you can go in and you um, basically fill in a form um, and you'll pretty much just have to tell them what's happened, um, when and how you found out about the breach because it's important that you notify them within 72 hours of discovering it. Um, you need to know the people that have been affected, what you're doing as a result, um, who they should contact for information, so your DPO, Data Protection Officer, or whoever is in charge of um, compliance with the GDPR if you're not obliged to have a Data Protection Officer. Um, And then at the end of that, they'll send you a copy of the information that you've given them, and then that will kind of be your um, conversation moving forward. You'll be working with the ICO at that point. They'll give you advice on what to do. Um, So it's really important to know that it's it's not a scary thing. It's more important that you, that you report it than that you leave it because you're too scared to contact the ICO. It's actually helpful for them and for you if you report it and it will be a more supportive relationship if you do the right thing. I think that might help a lot of people to relax about the situation. Though. I hope so. Okay, and you said I can report the breach online. Yeah, so you go online. They've just recently launched a um, data breach reporting form um, you, you can download it, you answer all the questions, it goes through um, some of the things I mentioned before and you fill it in and then you just kind of send it off to the right person and it'll get dealt with from there. And I think I think you get a case number as well. Okay, so when I've reported the breach to the ICO, what do they do with all the information that I give them? 
So they'll use that information to decide if there's regulatory action to take um, and they also use it to identify data security incident trends. So they um, they will go through everything. They'll decide whether you're on a one a level one tier fine or level two tier fine if there is a fine to be given um, and that's up to 10 million euros or up to 20 million euros depending on um, what parts of the GDPR you have breached. Um, they might also then share it with um, law and cybercrime agencies um, such as the National Cyber Security Centre, the National Crime Agency, National Fraud um, Intelligence Bureau um, and so they can basically share the information with anyone that they think it's relevant to share it with um, and then if the data breach does affect people in different countries within Europe they might also contact those sub- supervisory authorities so that they are aware of the breach as well. Okay that sounds quite intense. Obviously the intention is ultimately about protection of data of individuals though it's not about trying to penalise companies will make life difficult for companies, is it? Not at all. Um, And it's important to remember that every step that you've taken to protect that data and to comply with the GDPR, they will take into account. They're not going to say, oh dear, you've had a breach, we don't care that you're otherwise compliant with the GDPR, we're going to whack you with a fine for 20 million euros. That's exactly why people should be trying to comply now, um, is because they will look at everything you've done and the steps you have taken. And there may be cases where someone has a massive data breach, but the ICO might say, okay, well, do you know what? You did everything you possibly could. So there's no action to take because there's nothing they can change and there's nothing that a fine will fix. Um, so really the, the regulatory action is there to, um, you know, put people off from not being compliant with GDPR because if you, you take every step that you can to be compliant, then they're really not gonna punish you that much. Um- so with that in mind, how would I go about preparing or making sure I am as prepared as I possibly can be? What would I need to do? A way of making sure all your bases are covered would be to um, start a really wide scope staff awareness programme. Um, there are loads of different ways you can do this. You could do it by getting people in for training you know, once a week until everyone's been taught what they need to know. Um, there are online um, staff awareness training programmes that you can buy um, and you also need to, so you basically need to train all your staff on the GDPR but also information security so that the things I mentioned earlier such as um, locking your computer and passwords are covered um, from an information security point of view but also under the GDPR they need to know things like not sending an email to the wrong person or at least alerting someone if they do that um, and um, just things like sharing information where you shouldn't or storing information where you shouldn't be storing it and sending it to other countries and things like that which are also um, really strict under the GDPR. Um, it's also important that if you've got someone who's leading your GDPR Um, implementation program or anyone that's heavily involved in that side of things um, it's really good to get them some proper training so a proper classroom course or getting someone in for in-house training um, is vital because they need to understand a lot more in depth than just your everyday user does. We do offer online staff awareness courses which are really short or we do also have um, in-depth classroom training for the GDPR as well. Okay so we all know that staff training is good in theory but not everybody has training budgets or they might be very slim, um, especially in today's climate. So, you know, what would your response be to that? Well, I think it's important to realise that um, not complying with the GDPR is the more expensive option because of these fines. And as I was mentioning earlier, the less you've done to prepare, 
probably the more strict they're going to be when they are taking regulatory action. Um, but we do realise that it's it's a, an expensive process. So um, the staff awareness courses in particular are quite cost effective. The more licences you buy, the cheaper it is, but actually they're really not that expensive in the first place. Um, and there are also things that you can, you can buy books and things like that and have your staff read them. As long as you've got a record of when you did the training and what they learned, then that's your proof that you've done something to teach your staff about breaches and about the GDPR. Okay, so you think there's no excuse not to do something? I think there's, yeah, there's no reason it's much more expensive to not comply with the GDPR than it is to comply. Um, and you mentioned the, the the big classroom-based courses, which I think are certified, correct? Um, so can you tell me more about those? Because presumably they are more cost costly. Yeah, they are more expensive and that's why I'd recommend that um, only the people implementing the project or heavily involved in the project go on those courses. It's for the people who need to know really in depth what's going on. Um, The foundation course in particular is just one day, so obviously that's a more cost-effective option. You could send more people on that, less people on the practitioner, which is a further four days. Um, And they're certified, so you get a certificate at the end to say you've attended, which again would go against your records that you've trained your staff appropriately if you do have a breach and you have to prove those kind of things um, to the supervisory authority. And it's um, generally a better way of getting a really in-depth understanding just in those five days that you know your staff member is going to come back and know exactly what to do. Okay Beth so I hear what you're saying um what about small 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 organizations so the micro organizations where there's maybe less than 10 people working for a company um how can they go about training their staff bearing in mind budgets times roles you know practicalities and logistics it's difficult for a lot of organizations i think um and i think a lot of small organizations should have somewhere they can go they might be a member of some sort of association relative to their sector um or even just like their parent company where they can go and ask for information um and a lot of those places will probably already be dealing with the gdpr and they'll be hopefully trying to set something up to help their um their small you know chains but um if it is really a small independent retailer for example that is really one shop then um it's it's difficult but it's not going to be that difficult because you haven't got that many staff so all you need to do is get the book on the gdpr read through the implementation steps look at your processes and just make sure everything is secure you know if you have a handwritten appointment book lock it away somewhere every night so that no one can steal it it's that kind of thing i think people worry it's going to be over complicated so they don't want to look at it but actually if you just sit down and dedicate a week to it for example then you're going to be a lot further ahead Okay, so if I've got any questions after listening to this podcast, what do I do and where do I go? So um, you'd be best to contact one of our account managers. Our sales team are um, experienced professionals. They're also sector specific. So when you come through to us, you'll be passed through to the right person who actually knows things about your sector. And then they'll also know any other laws that you need to keep in mind while you're trying to comply with the GDPR. Um, So that's really your best route in getting more knowledge and an understanding of what you need to do. Okay, that's great. Thanks, Beth. Everything's starting to make sense, so I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Thank you. And it's worth mentioning that all of the products and services that we've talked about here today are available from IT Governance, so you can just simply go to the website, itgovernance.co.uk, and have a look, um, use the search, use the drop-downs. Um, we've got live chat as well. It's also worth mentioning that we're starting a data breach reporting service soon, so um, keep an eye out for that the next couple of weeks. If you really are worried about having a breach, um, there will be a pay-as-you-go option on that service, so even if you're not signed up with us, you can just phone us and say, I've got a breach, help me, and then we'll, we'll do what we can. 
In next week's episode, we'll be discussing preventative measures and taking action, so do come back to listen in. In the meantime, thank you for listening to the IT Governance Periscope podcast. Don't forget to follow hashtag BreachReady across social media and protect yourself this summer with IT Governance.